Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, let's get to our first guest here. Uh, as mentioned, the PC leadership race now has its fifth entry. And it's one that I think a lot of people were expecting to jump in. Uh, Calgary MLA Sandra Jansen, who has certainly emphasized her progressive credentials, uh, has decided that she will indeed contest for the leadership of the PC party, which, of course, is going to be decided in the spring. Uh, joining us on the line to talk a bit more about her campaign, her vision, uh, pleased to welcome the program, the aforementioned Sandra Jansen. Sandra, good afternoon. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I guess the race uh, officially started, what, about 10 or 11 days ago. So what, what's been your thought process as you've uh, decided whether to jump into this? Well, I wanted to have some really good conversations uh, with folks about what they wanted to see in terms of leadership. So I had a great opportunity over the summer months and and into the fall uh, to get around the province, to have those conversations, uh, to get on the phone as well and talk to people and really get a sense of what people were looking for uh, in, in PC leadership. And, you know, it's a, it's a relatively long race. We've got uh, a little under six months to go and lots of time to talk about policy and direction and so i wanted to make sure that that i was fully comfortable uh uh, before i jumped in and i am and uh, i'm jumping in all right so what do you bring to the race that that maybe uh it it doesn't have at this point well you know i i think my voice is an important one much like uh the other folks uh, who are in the race everybody's bringing a perspective um, I have a certain perspective uh, about what I want to see the province look uh, like. It comes uh, because I look uh, at the province through the lens of, uh, of single motherhood and the struggles that that brings, and and also uh, you know being a progressive politician and feeling that uh, progressive social policy is important in combination uh, with uh, a sense of fiscal conservatism, and uh, those things are important. I've been a PC Party member. I bought my first membership more than 31 years ago to work on a leadership campaign, and that was Ron Gitters. And, uh, you know, what I learned as a PC youth in that leadership campaign was important to me then, and those values are important to me now. When I, when I come to the table as a, as a PC Party member, second term MLA, um, who's seen a lot of leadership that I think is flawed, and, and I think that we can do better going forward. But we have to take a, a look at ourselves as, as, uh, as PC politicians and say we can do better. Okay, well, what do you mean by progressive? How, how, how does that, uh, that word translate into to policy in this, in, this, um, in this leadership race? Well, progressive social policy uh, uh, happens on a number of fronts. It happens when we, uh, when we consider fairness 
and equity. Uh, when we consider that we have to support people like single moms, we also have to support the LGBTQ community. We have to support in women's reproductive rights. We have to make sure that we take care of the most vulnerable people in our province. Uh, that's something that we're charged with doing as provincial politicians. And I believe progressive policy also looks uh, at things like making daycare more accessible and uh, making sure that uh, that people have an opportunity to live with dignity when uh, when they're on age or social assistance. I mean, those things are important to me. But I think you have to pair that in combination with a conversation about fiscal conservatism. And, you know, I feel maybe in the last number of years we've lost our way a bit on that in the PC party. You know, a fiscal conservative uh, should be able to balance the books of $70 oil. Uh, and, and that's a fact. And we need to get back to a place where we're doing that. But that didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't happen. And, you know, we... Uh, you know, we had a lot of opportunities that we blew. I mean, one of the first things we have to do in a leadership race, I think, is take a good hard look at ourselves and say, look, you know, we messed up. We lost touch with the public. Uh, we didn't fulfill our mandate the way we needed to. And uh, we have to say, how are we going to do better? Uh, and, and not turn around and look at blaming other people for problems all the time, but take a good accounting uh, of, of our own behavior as a government and say, we can't we can't do that going forward. Uh, we were entitled and autocratic and uh, certainly uh, didn't have a great relationship between the Premier's office and uh, the PC party executive, and that doesn't help anyone. You certainly use the mantle of being a progressive to distinguish yourself from Jason Kenney in particular, from the Wild Rose Party in particular. Uh, but then at the same time, as you talk about uh, uh, putting forth a vision uh, to defeat the NDP in 2019, where, where do you see significant differences between where you stand as a progressive and what the NDP represents? Well, uh, I would say that uh, certainly uh, the NDP uh, uh, has... Uh, some policy that uh, I don't think uh, really uh, fits into the fairness piece. And also that, uh, you know, that speaks a little more to their own gain and a little less to what's in the best service of Albertans. So take, for example, electricity generation. And that's one of the things that we're going to start out having a conversation with. Uh, I believe that Alberta should eliminate coal-fired electricity generation. I'm not alone. I know the NDP thinks that too. Um, and, and a lot of people agree with that. The question is, how long should that phase-out take? And what do we replace our coal-fired electricity with? Now, environmentalists would point out that our GHG footprint in oil sands is, is large. Um, you know, we have an opportunity here to make global progress for our oil sands products, and we do that by being a leading jurisdiction in reducing coal emissions. Uh, the NDP plan moves way too fast, and uh, it doesn't take into account that we need to be out there protecting Albertans. So 2030, sure, it's fine for a phase-out of coal-fired electricity, but only if we do something like move towards natural gas and cogeneration plants. We have cogeneration in this province. It, it takes into account about, I think, 28% of our power base, 28 30%. We can push that number higher. We can go up to about 55% for natural gas and cogeneration building our oil sands industry and eliminating coal emissions. You know, I mean, the goal isn't to eliminate emissions completely. The goal is to reduce emissions. And I think that's a conversation we can have. I think the NDP have power generation wrong. Natural gas and cogeneration, I think, are better solutions for Albertans. And uh, so that's one of the conversations I think we have to have. And I think there are other conversations as well. I mean, 
I just don't see the NDP as having been very collaborative uh, in coming up with the policies they're bringing forward. And um, and certainly, you know, I don't necessarily think we were as a PC government in the past all that collaborative either. Uh, but going forward, I think we can do better. Okay. And as it pertains then to conservatism in Alberta, and uh, you, you, you've, I think, clearly drawn the line that you've got no interest at all in any kind of conversation with the Wild Rose Party. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say no conversation at all. I have Wild Rose colleagues I have great respect for and have good conversations with. And, and certainly I do believe they bring something to the table. When we get hyper-partisan uh, about, uh, about our parties and about where you are on the political spectrum, we stop having a conversation about what constitutes good government. I can't tell you the number of times that I sat in, in caucus meetings and when a when a policy or uh, or piece of legislation came up for discussion, uh, oftentimes the first conversation was, okay, what's the blowback going to be and how is this going to affect us? The first conversation we should have when looking at an idea of, of policy or legislation is, is this good for Albertans? And, and you know what? I think the Wild Rose comes up with some good stuff. I think that the NDP has come up with some good stuff on the social policy front, certainly not the, uh, certainly not the economy. Uh, but, but everybody brings something to the table. When we get so hyper-partisan that we can only talk about your party affiliation and not your idea, we're not doing a great service to the people of Alberta who need good policy regardless of where it comes from. So, you know, uh, certainly, um, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, the MLA where I live, Prasad Panda, is a great guy, uh, get along with him very well, really enjoy working with uh, Jason Nixon and Leela here. You know, we've got, I've got some good colleagues in the Wild Rose. And uh, so I, uh, I welcome a conversation with them about policy. But the conversation about uniting the right is not a conversation uh, about policy at all. It's a conversation about getting back into power. And that's my intrinsic problem with that conversation. It's a slogan. It's not an opportunity to, to govern with responsibility. Well, I mean, it comes down to policy, ultimately, I think, Sandra, that if, if the parties have more in common than, than not, then it makes sense to... to not compete against one another. If the two parties are very distinct and very different, then obviously it doesn't make sense to unite. So which do you see? Well, I, I talk to a lot of people who have, um, a, you know, a real struggle with the idea that that uh, when you're that right, you know, when you're socially that right wing, um, you know, that doesn't sit well with their moral and ethical framework. And, and I would have to agree, you know, I mean, uh, if if we sat down and had a conversation about shared values, I'm not sure where that conversation would go. I mean, it would be an interesting one. But Jason Kenney's not talking about shared values. He's talking about getting back into power. And uh, that is a conversation that is is hollow and, and devoid of any substance. All right. Well, there's going to be a lot of time for conversation through this leadership race. Uh, Sandra Jansen, thanks for making some time for us here today. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, there you go. Sandra Jansen, Calgary MLA, uh, leadership contender now for the uh, PC party leadership, uh, the fifth into the race. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, your reaction, 403-974-8255. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.